from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Hello, hey. welcome to the Hammer Down Racing Report. Yeah, this is uh, pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Glad uh, we just got here. Nothing yeah. has been happening until just now. Uh, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, Ricky Reif. <laughs> I went with Ricky instead of Rick. That's fine. Richard, Rich. Anything else you go by? All right. Those of us that know him and love him, Ritz Ricky. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. He was the uh, 2018 Bomber Spectacular winner at Oakshade Raceway over the weekend, $1,000. A $1,000 richer. Yeah. We'll have to ask him what he's going to spend that on. We'll talk uh, more to him. You know, if he was on our team, he'd have been buying dinner on the way home, and uh, he'd have had about 800 bucks in his pocket by the time he got home. <laughs> what do you eat? We went to... Kankakee, Illinois, a few years ago, uh, outlaw outlaw sideboard race, and uh, Bobby Hutchins won the B feature, and uh, I think I ran second in the A, and Steve ran right behind me, and uh, we convinced Bobby that since he won, he had to buy, even though he won the B feature, which didn't pay a whole lot of money, and uh, yeah, and he did. Oh, he was definitely in the hole by the time we left. <laughs> Where'd you end up eating? Oh, gosh. I I, I don't remember it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it, it wasn't right. cheap, whatever it was. Well, all right. Lots to talk about on the show tonight. Uh, some news uh, from Owasso Speedway up in Michigan. Uh, a lot of... Any news lot, from lot Bearfield? A lot of stuff. A little bit of news from Bearfield. We'll have an update on their Grocery Getter Classic. Oh, cool. And uh, speaking of which, next week on the show, we're going to have, uh, I believe, uh, Dwayne Hancock, who does a show out in uh, Bryan. Right. A uh, radio show out there. And uh, he had a couple cars, I guess, in the uh, the field. So uh, we'll be talking to him. I think uh, some of his crew might be coming in as well. All right. And as of about 5 o'clock, I uh, was looking for some results. They're, they're apparently... I want actually we can go right we'll go right into that let's let's plug right. you first uh, uh, live from the Ron Miller Race Car Studios anytime you need racing equipment safety equipment advice we've got a commercial customer that we're building some large tire racks for so it doesn't even have to be racing related if you've got a fabrication need we can take care of that it's Ron Miller Race Car seven three four eight five six seven two two three that's eight five six race did uh, Dan Dan get a hold of you he wanted something he was some welding work or something my buddy yes Dan. oh absolutely yeah that said that could turn in, see you that morning. could turn into a really cool project good yep there. and and it's just going to be fabricating for him uh, i'm not at liberty to ta- to say what it is because then that would put yeah. me in the same business as him and i won't do that but uh it's not necessarily race car related specifically Correct. so right it's it's just for us it's welding and fabricating but it's a neat project i like it so Ron does a, a lot of cool things, and I got to get some parts from him too because I lost parts and broke parts, which yeah, happens. But it wasn't an expensive weekend for you, Scott. Oh, no. and congratulations! Your first ever heat race oh, win, right, yeah. your first ever heat race win, and it was at the biggest bomber race of the year. So, yeah, which put me on the pole of the biggest bomber race of the year. Yeah, how was that? I've never gotten passed by as many cars as I did in the biggest bomber race of the year. Did you have fun? The heat race was fun. Bubble guts, huh? Bubble guts being on the pole. That was that was fine. It was just it didn't go, and everybody passed. And anyway, you did, and you didn't want to mess but up. It was so. a mechanical issue that uh, caused me to 
have problems. So that was a little disappointing. I wanted to do better than 17th in, in the biggest race, but, right. uh, you know. But it was a big race. Yeah. And you were Stuff there. Happens. And you were there. I, it was the first time I made it. So that, that was... That was happy with that. That's Congratulations all I to do, on so. that, Scott. Well, thank you. Seriously. Congratulate him. He won the $1,000. But he had to buy dinner on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Bearfield, they had the uh, Grocery Getter Classic. We talked to, uh, uh, crap, what's his name? Dave? Was it Dave? No. Yeah, Dave, the, the promoter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From uh, Bearfield uh, about this race. Uh, we talked to him a couple times, actually. Did you hear about the, the Grocery Getter Classic? No. You hadn't heard about oh, that? No. Thanks for listening to the show. You probably would have. You <laughs> probably have Facebook. My oh, girlfriend. Does. You oh. probably would have passed up the race at Oakshade to go to it. Probably would have. What was it? Uh, if they had, I don't even know how many cars officially they had. I think it was like, uh, but if they had two hundred, it was like twenty thousand to win. Wow. Yeah, hundred was ten thousand to win. They yeah. went up. They were going up to five hundred cars. They would have taken, and they would have paid fifty thousand to win. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine what our cars would look like but, if we'd have went. No, no the cars the, had to be absolute. It, it, they weren't race cars. They were absolute stock cars. No racing seats, no roll cages. Oh. The glass had to be out of them, and it had to have an operating FM radio because that was how they were going to communicate with the race teams. Oh, nice. Yeah, I did <laughs> not hear about it. So anyway. And it, could, and it, it, it probably paid, I'll bet, close to twenty grand. Wow. So they had transponders on all the cars. Really? Uh, the Westhold uh, transponder, you know, the same right. thing that we run. And uh, I guess the file they exported was so big that uh, they're still trying to get the results printed out. Wow. And uh, Dave had a uh, Facebook Live, I think it was yesterday. I just watched it recently, though. Basically he said that uh, he sent all the stuff to uh, the Westhold uh, people, the, the guy that owns it. Because he's trying to deal with it, and he's like, said, "Here, this you is, figure this, this out." This is like three seasons worth of data that they're trying to crunch out for this one race that was 24 hours. Because apparently, they never really planned on using the system for a 24-hour race. So, for a couple hundred cars, yeah. So, I guess wow. next, and they are going to do it again next year. It will happen again, but uh, they're going to use two computers next year, I guess. But they did go. I bet they're big computers. Yeah. <laughs> what we do know, what we do know, though, is that uh, I guess the winner went three thousand one hundred and forty-nine laps. Oh wow! Around Bearfield Motor Sports Park. So, yeah. And I did. They did have on their uh, website a PDF posted. It was, it was kind of hard to read. Right. And it first place was Baker. That's all it said. I don't know any more than that. Okay, there but are some... But they're, they're working to get more detailed results, and as soon as they do, they said they're going to post it on their website, BearfieldMotorsportsPark.com, uh, I believe. Is and they had to have... It, and it couldn't have been just Baker, because each, each team had to have four drivers, sure. Yeah. So, we'll find out. Well, we should know more by uh, next week. <laughs> but I thought that was kind of yeah. funny, that the little bit big file for, for them with you know however many cars, 200 cars, going 3,000 laps. Obviously, not all of them went 3,000 laps, but, right. but the winners. So. That would be, Scott, the equivalent of four years of, of racing. You did that math in your I head did. that quick? I did. If you, if you figure 20 races a year, uh, hot laps, heat race, and feature, figure 40 laps a night, uh, 20 races, that's eight, 800 laps a year. Uh, How many miles is that? How big's Bearfield? Is that a half mile? Yeah, I, I don't think know if they were running the half mile or uh, I, I, no, three eighths mile. No, they would have had. Uh, I'm they sure. Were running no, the big track. It, it was on the big track. 
3,200 laps on a half mile, that's 1,600 miles. You, uh, that's a trip. You would have driven from here to Key West and then back up to Atlanta. Wow, you're good with this stuff. <laughs> hey, buddy. I don't know if it's you true, thought, but I'm going to believe you know, it. And you thought I was just another pretty face. Well, I don't I don't know if I'd go that far. But, uh, <laughs> well, all right. There's, so, a re- there's a reason that they call me the professor, okay? <laughs> Jeff Ebby said they had 97 cars. Really? So apparently a little uh, less than they expected. But still, I saw some uh, video of it. It looked like rush hour. That would have round, uh, 97 cars, I'm sure, promoted rounded, rounded rounded that up to 10 grand. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll find out more and get more information uh, next week once they get that sorted out. Um, feel free to jo- join our uh, Facebook Live comments. I, I got yelled at because I wasn't uh, paying close enough attention last well, week. Well, and, and we will pay attention. I and, try, but and, there's and a lot even, going on. Some of them we'll even talk about. Yeah, maybe. Some of them aren't fit for... This is true. Yeah. So if you're listening on iHeartRadio, which uh, this will also be available on as a podcast, then uh, just disregard that. You can go, you can go, actually, no, you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Hammerdown Racer Report, and uh, leave your comment uh, on the video, because you can watch it as a replay. If you are listening on iHeartRadio, we appreciate it, but if you want to catch us live, you can do that every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Also, don't forget to uh, visit HammerdownRacingReport.com, because it has links to our Facebook, it has links to our iHeart uh, Radio podcast channel, and... Uh, Apparel. You can get uh, Hammer Down That's right. stuff. Could I get a Hammer 8S t-shirt? I, on? I, I think you asked that a lot, and I meant to put up a link, and I never did. You never did. Oh, something else uh, before ooh, we ooh, continue ooh. on with uh, our uh, area racing roundup here. The uh, Toledo City Paper is doing a, their best of Toledo. I shared a link on our page uh, a couple hours ago to vote for your favorite local podcast. Really? Yeah, I voted. Please. I won't tell you who I voted for, but I did vote. You didn't vote for us? Well, actually, it's Scott? nominating. No, Scott? I did. I voted for us. Duh. Okay, all right. <laughs> Who the hell else would I well, vote for? You're, you were kind of being vague there, and you yeah. you worried me, bud. Well, they have, uh, it's actually, they're taking the nominees right now. So I nominated okay. her. So go there, follow the link. It's on our Facebook page. And, uh, you know, if you'd be kind enough to nominate us, that'd be cool. You know. And, and like us that. on our page while you're well, there, yeah, that's if too. you haven't done that yet. And uh, we're under the media section. It's like the second from the last option. It's a uh, best local podcast. In, uh, well, they know further, that's Further us. up is uh, your favorite meteorologist, so I suggest Ryan Weekman for that. Absolutely. Although, he's off today, so we don't have an official uh, weekend weather pit stop. Uh, not much racing going on this weekend, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. And the weather doesn't look bad. But so I'm going to be a right. spoiler because it's going to be nice weather. <laughs> gonna be chilly that's okay all right yeah so there you go vote for us uh or nominate us uh for the best the city toledo city paper best of toledo i almost forgot to yay that. uh back to racing action this guy right here rick rife rich rife richard rife depends on which announcer you're listening yeah. to yeah or, or rifey or riffle Riffy. yeah yeah it's rife we're gonna go with rife uh, he was the uh, winner the thousand dollar papa boiler hot rod welding and engineering bomber spectacular on Saturday night. Did you get a big check, too, Ricky? Yes. All right. Was it a check or was it cash? They gave me a, uh, it was the. The, the big, big check. check the, the, the ceremonial check. Alan Markey. Take that to the bank. Alan Markey. The uh, bank will deposit that for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Devin Shields picked up his second consecutive late model feature win after winning the season championship one and the season champion, the season championship feature and the season championship last week. 
or the week before, I should say. Um, well, and Ryan Missler was in uh, his backup car. And, and do you know uh, why? No, I don't. I do. Wager? No. He uh, he was using a borrowed motor, motor in the uh, 50 car. Okay. Apparently, I think it was from Mike Boers, he said, but they were only supposed to use it for a couple nights, and it ended up being six or seven, I think. So they kind of had to give it back. And I okay. think they beat Mike Boers with it, so that was because they wanted to buy it from him. Right. But when they beat him, they kind of kind of soured, soured the, deal. the deal. Yeah. Oh. So, so that's why he was running in uh, in Devin Shields' backup okay. car, which that he makes got, sense. which he wrecked. Yeah, he did. Uh, and and it, it wasn't his fault. I managed to avoid that one. It, it looked okay. pretty nasty, though. It did. Well, yeah, it did from my perspective too. It ended the night, but. Uh, they were still buddies. He did his uh, little Facebook video. He was up at uh, Devin's place, and they were go-kart racing and, and doing stuff. So they, it looked like they were still friends. All good. So, so all good in uh, <laughs> in Missler and uh, Shields land. Uh, also, Brandy Gregory won his second uh, Sportsman Feature of the Year at uh, Oakshade. Corey Gum out of Hillsdale, Michigan, was the compact feature winner. And that's uh, pretty much it for in, in a In a car... Uh out of the Ron Miller race car shop. Is it? Yes. Okay. And oh. if you need a compact, we do those. You do? Yeah. And if somebody has a four-cylinder and just needs a, uh, a roll cage, you We can absolutely do, do those. Yeah. Now, we prefer that they come to us totally stripped out on the interior. I charge $100 an hour to strip out a car. <clears throat> and Ron goes real slow when he does that. So. I hate doing that. <laughs> Uh, action at Eldora Speedway over the weekend. Actually, there was uh, action on the track and on the internet with uh, Eldora Speedway. Uh, Friday, Brent Marks won his first Eldora feature in uh, World of Outlaw sprint car action. Uh, it was an emotional win coming one night after the passing of Greg Hodnett, who was involved in a fatal crash Thursday, a week ago tonight at uh, BAPS right. uh, Motor Speedway in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, yeah. He was one of the uh, Pennsylvania posse, too. Yes, he is. So. He races real frequently at uh, Attica, too, so he's got a lot of history in our area. Uh, Paul Pardo won the Eldora Stock feature on Friday night. Tyler Courtney won both the USAC Midget and USAC Sprint features, uh, part of uh, Saturday's action, the Four Crown Nationals. C.J. Leary won the USAC Silver Crown feature, and Aaron Rutzel uh, won the All-Star Sprint feature on Saturday night. And we'll talk about the uh, Twitter war uh, a little bit later. Okay. With uh, Tony and uh, and Baloo. Uh, Lucas Oil late model series action. Bobby Pierce uh, made a late race pass on Jonathan Davenport to win the Jackson 100 at Brownstown Speedway on Saturday. I guess that was a pretty exciting race. Uh, that, that last lap pass was well executed. Pierce had been running the bottom side and just nibbling away. Did you see away. video or something? I uh, seen yeah. Oh, okay. He'd been nibbling away and... Uh, Got him coming off a four. Um, Sorry. That's okay. I made you lose yeah. your place. It was his third uh, Lucas Oil win of the season for uh, Pierce. Uh, the Dunn uh, Benson Ford Wayne Gray Senior Memorial scheduled for tonight at Fayetteville Motor Speedway. Let me start again. The Dunn Benson Ford Wayne Gray Senior Memorial. You was, got it. Was scheduled for tonight at uh, Fayette Motor uh, Speedway in North Carolina. Carolina, yeah. And it's still it's underwater? Been, it's been canceled due to weather. Still underwater. So, well, I don't know if it's still underwater, but uh, it's probably still not ready to be raced. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah, it's probably not dried out. Uh, what hurricane was that? Name of the hurricane? 
who cares? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that worked. Hurricane who cares uh, devastated uh, North Carolina and uh, canceled that race. Uh, Florence. There, there. Lucas Oil uh, Series heads to uh, Dixie Speedway in Georgia on uh, Saturday and Sunday. They'll be at uh, Rome Speedway also in Georgia. World Bout Law. Craftsman Late Model Series action uh, was supposed to be back in action for the first time in over a month on Friday night at Outlaw Speedway in New York, but that event was postponed to Sunday because of rain. Uh, they did run uh, Saturday at Sellens Grove uh, Speedway. Chris uh, Madden picked up win number eight. I have typos on my own prep. Really? <laughs> Chris Madden. Uh, he picked up win number eight of the season after leading all 50 laps of the late model National Open. Brandon Shepard was the winner on Sunday for that rescheduled race at Outlaw Speedway uh, after uh, blowing a motor Saturday night. So he got things together and went out and won. You're speechless. I am. Okay. <laughs> it was uh, his 12th win of the season uh, this weekend. The World of Outlaw late models are at Atomic Speedway. Uh, for the uh, rescheduled Outlaw Invasion. It was originally scheduled May 18th and 19th. Nah, Scott, I, I was just thinking about the insanity of, of the engines in those touring series. Uh, you, you said that... How much would one of those engines be, do you think, approximately? New? Sure. 50 grand. Okay. Um, That's and, not... and the sad thing is... Um, do you have a 50 the, grand engine the in engine, your car? No. Okay. Just the way checking. he drove away from everyone <laughs> Saturday wish, night, no. you'd think so. But... <laughs> The guys, yeah. the, the the engine builders are recommending refreshing those engines every three or four races. Wow! You know, it used wow. to be that you could run. How much does it cost to refresh a fifty thousand dollar motor? About ten percent. Okay, about five grand. Yeah, for, starting there, every bit of it. Five to twelve. It's more than my engine. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Do they do that? Do you know if, if they do get them refreshed that often? Um, there were, there's the results of what happens if you don't. All right. <laughs> uh, World of Outlaw Sprint Car Series uh, action. After Friday's win for uh, Brett Marks at Eldora, the World of Outlaws went to Lernerville Speedway in Pennsylvania for the Commonwealth Clash, which was won by Brad Sweet. This weekend, the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars are at Williams Grove Speedway for the Champion Racing Oil National Open. They've been spending a lot of time in Pennsylvania. They have. It's crazy. Maybe that's why the Pennsylvania posse is so good. Yeah. <laughs> we need to, We still need an Ohio something. The Ohio hoodlums? That doesn't sound good. <laughs> I, we need to work on that. Somebody uh, comment on Facebook. Come up with something. Um, Rick Reif in the studio with us. Winner of the... Uh, how many Bomber A-Mains did you win this year? This uh, two. Just two? Yep. And the last one was the biggest one. Get you right closer to the mic. Yes. Me. There you go. All right. Um, so a pretty good season for you. Yeah. It was. You're disappointed? I mean, you finished second in the points. What was it? 26, 28 26. points? 26. Yep, okay. 26. Behind uh, folks. Jeff Folks, yep. who uh, won the Bomber Championship. And four above Noonan. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty close there yeah. with you three. Uh, I'd say the biggest disappointed part of the time is when I smacked a wall. <laughs> Which, uh, when was that? Oh, it was the week before Dan Wallace, the Wallace Racing Product. Oh, so earlier in the season. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. mid-season. Yeah. Yeah, and I got spun in a heat race, put me on the tail. Oh, I do remember that now. Yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. Okay. So, Other than that, it had been a 
fairly decent year. So you think uh, maybe the points would have worked out a little different had that not happened? It's one of those uh, one of those <laughs> things, you know, you look back and you're like, maybe this went a little different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, finishing second, though, uh, that, is that the highest you finished in yes. the points then? yep. So that's nothing to be nothing to I'm excited. I, I'm happy with that. So obviously your plans for next year are to redeem your second-place finish? No. <laughs> no? no? I'm not running next year. Really? What? No. That's not right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to take the kids and my girlfriend, and we're going to go have, you know, some fun. Every Fam- weekend? Family stuff. Yeah. Oh. We're going to try. So Until mid-season, and you can't stand it anymore. And Well, I'm going to go race <laughs> once. I know where this is going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I start once, it's going to lead into wanting to go every weekend. You know, I think it's like, I it's like falling that. off the wagon. No, no, I will be back the following year. <laughs> okay, you're just taking uh, next year off. Yes, I'm taking one year off. Yes, I will be back, and that's a promise. One year later. So you're just gonna park your car and bring that same car out, or yes. are you gonna? Yep, okay. I'm gonna bring the same car. So still be in the bombers. Yes. Have you? Do you race anywhere else? Nope. Just Oakshade. I did back in '95. I ran at uh, Mudlick Valley Raceway. I don't know if you've heard of it. Where's that? Not at? a lot. It's Kentucky. Uh-huh. Okay. Um that was in 95, 96. I ran there and it was a it was uh cars you know, they call them road hogs. You know, four point. There was I mean you could use your same seat that was in the car. Kind of like what you were just talking about. Back in the day, Oakshade ran a class called Green's Iron, which was pretty much like that. Old Impalas and Olds 98s and Big, big old bones. Big bodies. I had a 77 Monte Carlo. Oh, and, yeah. And I run a 455 Pontiac motor, and I never had any luck. So is that where you got your start then? Yeah. Okay. Yep. My brother-in-law, um, which he's gone now, Bradley Griffith, he ran out there in a compact class, number 77. Uh, he's the one that actually got me started in this, and uh, what it year? hasn't left yet. What year did you get started then? <laughs> a 95. So you've been racing for a long time. How, I'd ask you how old you are, but I don't really need to know. But I didn't think you're that old. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. How old were you when you started racing? Oh, 16. Okay. All right. So you started uh, pretty early then. Yeah. That's cool. So what uh, what got you into racing? Were you a fan growing up? I, or just, I'm, just... A, I'm a motorhead. Okay. And I went over to my buddy's house, Larry's, which that's where my sister's husband before they got together, we hung out, and that's what they did. They raced cars, and I kind of like from day one. We <laughs> kicked it off. We were cool. We were best friends, and then uh, I've been doing it ever since. Now, is your uh, your family supportive of of your addiction? It, yeah, kind of. <laughs> My girlfriend, she she ain't too keen on it. I mean, she is, but she ain't. Uh, she's like, yeah, do what you want to do. You know, it's kind of one of those. She's there every weekend, though. Okay. So, um, does she help on the car? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> is that, she's probably going to kick my butt when I get home. She's she's watching. But is, is what that, about that time when? Is yeah. that her choice or is is that your choice? It, I mean, she just—I don't know. I don't think she has any interest in. It. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was like, no, don't touch that. I don't want you to mess anything up, kind of thing. No. Okay. No, I, I'd let her do it if she wanted to, whatever. But. <laughs> She lets me do that. That's my thing. So, 
But how many uh, how many hours a week would you say you spend working on the car? Hardly at all. I hate you. Hardly <laughs> at all. Well, uh, a big big thanks to my cousin Terry, Terry Rushlow. Um, if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be doing this. And you know, Ron for parts and because that's where I go. There you go. You, you got Yay. a. Uh, a customer endorsement. Absolutely. From the from the Bomber Spectacular winner. Yep. Running Ron Miller parts. Ron yep. Miller race car parts. Now, uh, Jamie and Terry's <laughs> race car looks very similar to yours, and numbers are similar. Is 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 that coincidence or? Yeah, he's that. That's the year his dad was born. Okay. So he ran the sixty-two or sixty-three. Uh, last name Rushlow. Sure. Uh my mom was born in 62, last name Rife. That's where we came up with that. Okay. So, have you Is that the same number then you've been running since the start? No, I ran uh, D3 and 104. Um, my stepson, Dustin, uh, he was three years old. And then uh, 104 was my motocross number when I did uh, motocross. Out in Delta. Oh, so you were one of those crazy guys. <laughs> well, I've seen all the scars and and all the marks, and I don't have a cage around me, and I'm, you know, I'm like, huh, I don't want to end up like these guys. <laughs> no, this this can't be good. <laughs> I, I did. I ran it a while. I did take the. Uh, I did get a class. Went out there, stole the lead, and points. End of the year, I was done. I. Got rid of all my bikes. Never thought of going pro or anything on, no, on the bikes. No, I, I was big into watching them, and then I don't know. I that was when I had that off time there with cars, with the the race cars. So you would have been racing back when some of the Schroyers were racing. Uh, the Schroyer family is and Paxton been, and all them guys. Yeah, yeah, Justin and Billy Joe and yeah. yeah. I, uh, trying to think of a guy's name. Uh, he ran down south. He's, he was well known, uh, not Jeep. Uh, I'll think of it here in a minute. Okay. <laughs> when, when you remember, just jump right in. If sure. uh, you got a question you want to ask him, and you're uh, watching us on Facebook Live, feel free to uh, chime in in the comments. Um, have you uh, have you always run uh, bomber? Then any? Yeah. Well, I was a road hog back in '95. Okay. Same basic uh, kind of car, though. Yeah, we started here in Ohio in '06. And we've kind of been at it, me and Rushlow and Johnny and Jamie. You know. We need to grease those. <laughs> hey, didn't you say that last week? Yeah, yeah I, I think we did. <laughs> I don't know if we can grease plastic. I'm not sure if that would be good. I probably that was noisy it. last week, too, it Scott. Just, yeah. That's what he just said. I, I, I think we need <laughs> yeah. to, yeah. Any, uh, any uh, thoughts about uh, moving up at all, doing sportsman or even a late model or? Or going open wheel racing, or how about asphalt racing? I, I don't anything know. There? My my theory on the asphalt's for the ride there. So okay, uh, the asphalt's for getting there. Dirt's for racing. That's it. Okay, that's it. But any any thoughts on uh, moving up to the sportsman ever? Or? I've thought about it. Uh, the old lady, she's not having it. Not having. Okay, <laughs> I understand that. Uh, what about uh, open wheel racing? Any. Uh, Thoughts I, of doing sprint car racing or modified? I'd or? love to strap down in one of them. Sprint cars. Sprint car? Yeah, I'd love to do it. I'd give it a whirl. All right. And, you know, see what it's like. We know people. Yeah. I don't know that the people we know would actually let you do it, but we know right, people. Right. 
um, so what? T- walk us through uh, the the Bomber Spectacular, which is the reason you're here. Where did you end up starting? I started uh, right behind uh, Dave Gumbelowski. Dave Gumby. Dave Gumby, yeah. Uh, second. So you were outside, outside. second row, yep. okay? Because he was right beside me. Yeah. So let's, I, preface, I think I, let's preface that a little bit. How do you do in your heat race? Uh, Obviously, you got a redraw position. Yeah, I finished second. Um, Cody Houston. I started on a tail. I worked my way through and got second in uh, heat four. Um, gave me a redraw. I let my uncle redraw for me about every week. He usually gives me these big numbers and then double digits. <laughs> no, not quite that high. I mean, he gives me the the eight, seven. It, it slowly started dropping. Last week, uh, he got me a four. And you, were, and, you were, and you were good with that. Yeah, I was excited. Uh, I would have loved to got the two, but, hey, I'm not going to complain. Starting fourth, looking at the board, did you smell that $1,000? No. No, I didn't. You, I, I was looking for folks. I was looking for Henry. Uh, I was looking for Noonan. Somebody was going to come around me. I was looking for him. So, Noonan got up to third and really kind of stalled there. I, I don't know if anybody had videos or if you got the opportunity to watch, but um, you were definitely the class of the field. Uh, couple, that's awesome. A couple times somebody closed in a little bit. and I've seen folks' nose on the inside of me a couple times, or uh, one one good time, and uh, I kind of pushed a little harder. <laughs> the car was pushing a little bit. I did some adjustments to it and checked tire pressure and, Played with that a little bit. The car looked the car. good and it looked smooth. It, it was it was tight going in one and two, and it, it was jumping in three and four hard. It was jumping. I don't know if you hit it. I I was hitting grease. So yeah, well, <laughs> there, there were definitely some holes yeah. in the bottom of three. It, and four. it felt like it. They were two foot deep. I hit them. The whole car come off the ground. I thought I was hitting one and going into one. I remember bouncing pretty coming bad, out real coming right into four there, like okay. coming out of three. I was four. going. High, I stayed up high so. It was it was horrible. It was horrible. Well, it must not have been too horrible if you if, ended up if, winning. <laughs> if you moved up a half a groove off the bottom, it it wasn't bad. No, it wasn't. But that but bad. if you were pinned on the bottom, it it was choppy. Yeah, it was it was pretty nasty. So but, how how big uh, how big a win was that for you? Was that, that was that was that was better than probably the championship for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because you got it all done in one night. <laughs> right. It didn't involve twenty nights. Right. <laughs> uh you know, and I, I'm glad that uh, they keep going on with this uh, spectacular um, on yearly. It was it's awesome. I'm glad they're keeping it going. I suppose you're going to have to go to their their dinner this year. I you know I seen that on there. Um, he ain't didn't put a date on yet. Right. I noticed that. Uh, was it round price? Um, they have Rider. a they have a date for that. Uh, Rob March. didn't know it last week on the show, but he was thinking somewhere around March. It was yes. something March. in March. I think you told me something in March. Yeah, and, and somebody somebody in our audience will have that. Yeah, if anybody, uh, the uh, Hot Rod Welding and Engineering fundraiser. Dinner, banquet. Banquet Big thing. bash. Yeah. If uh, you know the date on that, go ahead and put that in our comments. and Please. That would be yeah, great. That would be helpful. Um, We're selling Ricky a ticket for you. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you end up doing with the, the cool trophy then? Um, it's at home with me. My other one from last year, I finished third and got the third place. So, those are heavy, aren't they? Yeah, 
<laughs> that wasn't a one hand over your head? No. No. I don't think I've picked up the uh, the first place one, but I can imagine that's got some pretty good weight to it. It does. Okay. It does. All right. I don't know. When I, when I finished the race, uh, I pulled up a little sideways, and Charlie's telling me, to straighten the car out, and I'm like, well, all right, whatever. Yeah, what you've got is what you've got, Charlie. <laughs> well, I went ahead and straightened the car out, and uh, I shut it down, and I just grabbed my face. I was like, did I really do this? Is this really happening? <laughs> but inside my car, I got a picture of my mom and my brother-in-law, and, you know, they're both gone. Uh, but the beginning, man, I rub them. Like, Mom, Shorty, ride with me. And... uh <laughs> Man, I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Now, now that was a lot more laps than what you what you normally run. Yeah. Um, did that take a toll at all, or well, halfway through, where you're wondering where the checker was? No, I knew we we had 25 laps and uh, a few of them cautions. I was glad to see. I mean, not for another driver, but I was glad to see a caution, maybe for some debris or something. But uh, the tires, you know, I, I wanted them to cool down. Because they started getting loose there, coming out of two. I mean, it started, you know, swinging out. Oh, I understand there were some drivers hoping for longer greens, so. <laughs> it I didn't was, seem I that was, long to me. I thought it was like, it was like, oh, that was 25 laps already? I don't know. Yeah, and then, I don't. It got going, and I'm like, okay, where's the white flag? <laughs> All right, there's been a couple of cautions. Where's the white flag? I seen it come out, and I, I'm steadily looking left and right, and I'm like, all right, where's somebody at? Somebody's got to come around me. It's going to be one of these last lap passes on me. And uh, I don't know. I was looking for folks, and I don't know how far they were behind me, but I was trying to concentrate on where I'm going. So I think that's the difference between running at the front and the back. The front is always like, all right, how, when, when's that white flag going to wave? <laughs> how come it's not waving this time? But you're more laps. Yeah. So just, white, white flag already? Yeah. Frank Walsh says uh, you better mention your sponsors. Yes, uh, I'm going to get it done at Estel's. Um, that's where I work. Um, do mechanic work there and sell parts. Uh, towing, uh, I got PA, which is platinum adjusters. Um, let's say my girlfriend, which she's a big help. Um, Hank Walls, which is a big help, very big help. Uh Let's see. Uh, got to talk about your engine builder. Yeah, I got uh, Bob Dybel out of Fremont. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think here. You don't have the car to look at, right? No. <laughs> it helps. It does. It does. Uh, my brother, Forrest, he helped me a lot. Uh, my dad, uh, big thanks to, you know, like I said, Terry Rushlow Jr., you know, uh, my uncle Terry. Uh, my sister, that's how my car gets to the track, is with her trailer. Um, I feel like I, I should start playing that the music, like the, the award show. No, like at the oh. award shows, like, all right, your time's up. Oh. <laughs> Hurry up, wrap it up. <laughs> but, yeah, I, there's a lot of help, man. Without them, I I wouldn't be there. can understand it. Uh, Chrissy says uh, that charity dinner – Banquet thing is March 23rd. Thank you. For the hot rod welding and engineering thank you. crew. Thank you. We all thank you. Ask Ron about the at-fab car. Um, okay. Okay, we did. We've covered that. 
Well, thank you for coming in. Who asked that? Uh, Mr. Descrange, Charles. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, Good talk. That that was a well. At Fab was was the forerunner to Ron Miller race cars. Um, when when we moved back um, from New York, uh, my my father had some health issues, and I needed to come back and help run the family businesses. And uh, Don Weislick, Ornery Don, and I started a, a business to uh, kind of offset our racing addiction. And uh, we named ourselves Ron and Don's Anything for a Buck, Race Car Engineering and Wheel Repair. I like it. It's short and catchy. It was. It was. <laughs> and uh, Don came up with this opportunity to build some instrument booms for Ford Motor Company where we were uh, the, the booms would make a, a video display terminal uh, visible to the machine operators, no matter where they stood. That could swing around, kind of like, kind of like our microphones do. Yours is quieter. That's right. <laughs> anyway, we couldn't go into Ford Motor Company, calling ourselves Ron and Don's Anything for a Buck Race Car Engineering and Wheel Repair. So we acronymed the Anything for a Buck to ADFAB. And uh, when they asked us what it stood for, it was American Technologies and Fabrication or could have been about time for a break. And somebody even suggested all turkeys and fat-ass broads. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah. Only run. <laughs> okay. We, we had a good time with it. Good, good story there. Yeah. Very, very good. <laughs> and uh, that was one of the first cars uh, at Fab was still – uh, a pretty significant business, and that was one of the first cars uh, that I brought out to Oakshade. Cool. Uh, somebody says uh, hi to you. I, hi. I, it's like Lydiana Diaz, but there's like all kinds of exclamations and. That is my girlfriend's niece. Okay. Hi. There you go. It's the Ricky Rife fan club. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming in tonight. We appreciate it. And, Thank you uh, for having me. We'll miss you next year. But uh, the following year, you'll be back running yes. for the championship. Let, then let's and, say yes. we may miss him may next miss him, year. Yeah. Do you, do you, uh, you'll see me. You'll see me in and out of there. Not he, with the car. If okay. he's not got a car. if he's got a car in the garage capable of racing. If we see him, he's probably divorced. <laughs> <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. And and come bomber spectacular time, that car is still sitting in the garage, and he remembers how much fun it was buying dinner after that thousand dollar payout. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I could have, but. I had a camper to pay for, so yeah, all right. We're gonna uh, do. We're gonna do a bunch of camping. Yeah, I think uh, put Ricky in one of his uh, Frank Walls. I think wants you to put uh, him in one of your late models. You, <laughs> uh, you just have. Well, you have the outlaw, right? I'd give it yeah. a whirl. I would. I would. Love what, do, to. what do you do in New Year's Day? New Year's Day. Yeah, going camping. Uh no. Recovering? There's this uh, no. race I, I, that he always does at uh, Sandusky uh, Speedway. Sandusky Speedway, the hangover. Yeah. yeah. I would definitely give it a whirl if he... Uh, I would too, but... So you find somebody win. to drive my backup. I would definitely down. do it. If you're if you're willing, I'll give it a run. <laughs> okay. Might have to put some extensions on the gas, but I don't want to break. You wouldn't want to reach clear to the floor anyway. It'd scare you, Ricky. No, no, no. I'm a motorhead. That stuff ain't going to scare me. 
Uh, let's go over some uh, racing news here. Uh, of course, uh, we mentioned earlier that uh, World of Outlaw 1993, 1993 Rookie of the Year, Greg Hodnett, passed away after a tumble at Baptist Motor Speedway. Last Thursday night was during a charity race. Uh, he was 49. Young. 49. Scott, a lot of a lot of talk about race. You're younger than 49, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. A lot of talk on about racetracks and entrance Safety. entrance and egress. Oh. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, from what I read, he hit the end of uh, the wall where there's an entrance to the pit. Right, or something. right. Um, walls can be really dangerous, especially blunt ends. And well, there's uh, I, that. Th- I think it's time to take a serious look at those. There's that and the uh, the new rules with the, I don't know. I I, don't, I didn't see any video. I didn't really read any detailed descriptions of what exactly happened as far as that goes so i don't know if the new rules with the the sprints the extra bars or whatever uh would have made any difference in in this case or not i i i don't know and i won't speculate but but you think it's the um, tracks that we need to take a look at everything that i have read suggests that some tracks need to take a little closer look at uh especially entrance and egress which could be a big expense for some of the tracks, too. Oh, absolutely. But, it could call. But what's more important, safety or, or expense? Um, we brought up Millstream Speedway, we, and we were talking about that. Uh, where you get on, you come on on an angle, and there is no blunt end to the wall there. Uh, off a, You come on off a turn two. Yeah, yep. Kind of You're kind of uh, going straight on, down on, the back stretch. On about a 45-degree yeah. angle. Yeah. So there is no blunt end to that wall, and I think that's I think that's a good choice. Um, and then they have a gate where you go off. Correct. And then so. that gate is closed, so it's basically a continuous wall. Yeah. So there's no blunt ends to the wall. Right. Um, same thing uh, at a, at our local racetrack, Oakshade. There, there's really no blunt ends to the wall. The, the walls kind of merge in and merge out. Uh, what about uh, Fremont, where you go into the pits? I know they have a lot of stuff there. Yeah, a lot there, and uh, I haven't heard of any real bad issues right, with that. Right, but. and Fremont uh, uses the big foam block, so yeah. they've they've got the the soft walls. I didn't remember if it was that or if they had tires or both. No, they they've got big foam blocks. Okay. So, you think so, maybe more tracks need to uh, get involved with uh, using the foam? Blocks I think a lot maybe? of tracks need to take a second look at. I mean, really, at the facility, you can't really fix the wall. I mean, without reconfiguring things. I mean, Scott, you knock like, it down and redo it's it. It's like right? going into your house night after night, day after day, and you don't see things. Uh, sometimes you need to go outside and come in as a stranger, and and maybe some of the racetracks need to go outside and come in as a stranger and see if there's things they should change. Okay, NASCAR. Got some NASCAR news. Yay. They named uh, Steve Phelps as their new president. I don't know much about him, but uh, he's got a pretty, uh, he, he's got a pretty uh, big job in front of him to try and turn things around. His, one of his first speeches was how NASCAR needs to reconnect with their short track roots, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, in motorsports, we all need to work together. It, it can't be... You know, we're NASCAR and we're better than everybody. They have to recognize where their talent comes from. Um, it's not just money. There has to be talent involved. So, And basically he didn't rule anything out from the, the things I read, too, as far as exploring new tracks and 
whatever once their contracts run out with their current tracks. Right. So 2020 could be a a uh, interesting year for NASCAR. Yeah. When do they go to the Roval? This weekend. Ooh, baby. <laughs> this weekend, the untested ro- the first time ever for that. Uh, Kyle Busch scored uh, the Monster Energy Cup win on Saturday night at Richmond. I didn't see any of that, so I, I don't know really much about that other than he won. Uh, the series heads to the Roval at Charlotte. That's uh, Sunday at 2 o'clock. It's going to be on NBC. So and if you don't know what the Roval is, uh, they're at Charlotte Motor Speedway, but they basically made a road course that goes through the infield, but they're using like three-quarters of the uh, the uh, oval oh, as well. But right. there's like a little dog leg, I think, at the end of the backstretch, so... It won't be as fast, but they'll be at both corners, so they'll be you know they'll be going fast. Right. It'll be a fast road course. It'll, it'll be, be a cha- it'll be a brake test yeah. for sure. I yeah, think, I think there's been lots of crashes, and they've had reconfigured the track several times over the past year that they've been talking about this, just because there's there's, there's bottlenecks and and yeah, it'll be an interesting race, I think, to 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 watch. I might have to check that one out. Could be some flared tempers. Could oh, be. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see how that works. We'll see how the Roval plays out, and if it's successful, maybe there will be other tracks that uh, do the same thing to try and keep their their contracts with uh, NASCAR going forward. Might be something to think about. Uh, Dale Jr. was back in a uh, race car. He finished third in Friday's Xfinity race at Richmond. He uh, also got his uh, first ever stage win. He won the second stage of that race. I guess it was a sponsorship deal that uh, he had to fulfill before he announced his retirement. So that's why and he had to step sold back a whole boatload of T-shirts, from what I Did understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that wouldn't be so hard for him. How many time uh, most, most popular, popular driver, driver has he been? Uh, Pretty much ever since, since he's been in there. Since whenever Bill Elliott quit racing, and <laughs> for many many years. Well, Bill yeah. Elliott was just in a race, too. He was a couple of weeks ago. It was ago. an Xfinity yeah. race there too. Hmm. Uh, he didn't finish third though. Sprint car driver Chris Martin was suspended for failing a dirt car drug test that was uh, administered during last month's Knoxville Nationals. He tested positive for marijuana metabolite, which I'm guessing is just marijuana. I would think. Okay. His suspension will last 90 days, and he was fined $1,000. He can reduce the suspension down to 60 days if he completes an alcohol or drug education program. I understand that both... The late model and uh, sprint car side of World Racing Group, dirt car, uh, is going to take a, a much more proactive uh, approach on, on any kind of drugs. Don't do drugs. Right. If you do, don't show up at the racetrack. There you go. Yeah. Go somewhere else. Uh, speaking of other bad news, a uh, warrant has been issued for the arrest of NASCAR Camping World uh, Truck Series driver Jordan Anderson. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, wow. I just I read about I, this this afternoon. I, I really haven't even heard of Jordan Anderson, yeah, so this yeah. is going to be a real shocker. <laughs> he, he allegedly bought a uh, NASCAR truck from Robert Newling, who somehow acquired the truck, the NASCAR truck, after uh, it was wrecked at a, a race at Texas Motor Speedway last November. Newling then sold the truck that did not belong to him to Anderson. Uh, investigators believe Anderson had reason to believe the truck was stolen, but Anderson refused to surrender the truck to authorities. Uh, Anderson learned of the warrant and secured legal counsel, who stated Anderson would turn himself in on September 20th. It is, as of right now, September 27th, and he has not turned himself in. Well, by God, I bought that dang old truck, and you ain't taking it away from me. There you go. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting story there. Sprint car uh, driver, here's the thing about... Uh, 
Twitter and yeah, here we Tony go. Stewart. Uh, Robert Ballou was uh, suspended from USAC competition following a Twitter spat with Tony Stewart about track conditions at Eldora for the Four Crown Nationals on Saturday. All of uh, Ballou's actions were reviewed and deemed detrimental to the sport of auto racing. The suspension is in effect for the remainder of the 2018 race season. He will be on probation for all of 2019. Uh, Ballou was uh, eighth in USAC National Sprint Car Points, so that sucks for him. And I guess it was uh, he was pl- complaining about uh, track conditions and saying maybe he'll do something when somebody gets killed, I believe, was uh, something like one of the tweets. And Tony responded, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't need to be coming here. Or Then he said something about uh, next year. I'm paraphrasing. This is not exactly what he said because I'm doing this from memory. But he said something about next year I'll let you – prep the track uh, starting the Sunday before and, and take her. And he responded, yeah, I'll do that and bring my crew and whatever. And it was just like, it was like two little kids arguing back and forth. I was like, <laughs> why are you putting this out on Twitter? I mean, even for Tony, it, I mean, obviously it's Tony and he's going to do it, but it, it's just not real professional. You know, I you think know. that's a, a page. Tony has probably taken a page out of the NASCAR rule book because NASCAR basically has a policy of y'all don't say anything bad about NASCAR. Yeah, but I think that was it's USAC that uh, right that did the uh, suspension. It wasn't Tony, per se. I mean, I don't think he's suspended from racing at uh, Eldora. Now, was no. it was it USAC or was it All Stars? USAC. Okay, he's a USAC sprint car. So, thank you for that. You're welcome. I, uh, we talk about social media all the time, and uh, <laughs> that's uh, track owner and driver going at it on social media for everybody to see. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, the, the, and I'm sure, and, and I, I know I read that uh, the, the driver cited his First Amendment rights and he feel, felt that he was being penalized unfairly and Tony cited the fact that, hey, you're not racing on a street. This is our racetrack and we'll do as we see fit. Yeah, he said, and Tony also made a comment too, you know, you, it's, we don't need you to come back, you know, we're good without you, so... I don't think those two are going to get along very well. It'll be interesting to see what happens next year at the Four Crown. They could kiss and make up. They could. <laughs> Never know. Uh, we had uh, chaos at uh, the Big O, Owasso Speedway in Ovid, Michigan. This is what you didn't hear about. No, I, did I didn't hear about this one. Okay. So apparently, this is a, a asphalt track. It and, is. And I'm not totally clear on all the facts on this because it's a little weird, the whole thing on both sides. There's two sides of it, and I don't fully understand both sides, but... Uh, from what I did pick up here, Lonnie, I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name, Samir, S-A-U-M-I-E-R. Samir. Samir. Yeah, Samir. We'll go with that. Samir. He won the uh, championship night feature and the championship uh, for the stock class. Uh, I forget what they call it up there, but he won the, this basically like a bomber class for asphalt. Uh, Pro stock, street yeah. stock, whatever. He was second going into the feature, but he won the feature, and that moved him to win the championship. And they have a, uh, a tech shed that uh, they, I guess they're supposed to tech the top three finishers. Sure. Where they want to take off the exhaust manifold. And there's like three things they're supposed to check. And some altercation, shouting altercation, there wasn't any physical thing from what I, cause there was like a video that went along with this too. But some kind of altercation happened where there's a lot of shouting back and forth. Uh, ended up no cars were actually 
uh, inspected. No, none of them went through none tech. Of them, none of them went through tech. I think from what I read was they were arguing about that uh, the track was supposed to replace the gaskets for the, the things they were taking off. Sure. And the, I, from what I could see that they weren't going to. So I think that might have been what the contention was there. But anyways, uh, a couple days after, I think this was on Monday. I think uh, Saturday was the race. Monday, uh, Saul Meyer, we're going with, he uh, got a call from track owner uh, Dave Bigos, Bigos, B-I-G-O-S. Anyways, <laughs> he claim, uh, Bigos claims that uh, Samir Sawmeyer was rude and disrespectful and did not cooperate with tech track uh, techs. Sawmeyer posted a video in which he claims he walks out of the tech barn just as the screaming starts. Uh, so basically they took the champion, the big O's or by the uh, track owner took the championship away from Sawmeyer and uh, disqualified him. And Sawmeyer says he's citing actions on basically because he was rude and disrespectful to his crew. And that, uh, I guess saying that he would refuse in the inspection and then, uh, Sawmeyer's point is, well, then how come you didn't disqualify the other three? Cause none of them got inspected and that he was the one that walked out and there was other people yelling. And, and I don't know who those other people were in the video. There was just a lot of yelling. A, a lot, lot of, of racetracks have a rule that it was just, it's a bad press all the way around that, that for, the, that for the, the driver is the only one to be in yeah. the tech barn. It could have been other drivers though. I don't, right. I don't know. Well, tech barn technically or typically draws a, a big crowd. Let's see what's in there. That it did look like there was quite a few people there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I want and to there see shouldn't, what's and there shouldn't be Scott in the engine. Yeah, should be very limited number of people. So yeah, so that's uh, how that went down. How'd that, your post race tech go, Ricky? Well, I mean, they pulled the hood loose and used the flashlight and went around the whole entire car underneath. Uh, they came over and smacked my door, and I, <laughs> I kind of jumped because I didn't know he was there. You went, you'd fallen asleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. Huh. Cause it, I run alcohol. It just that stuff sitting there idling. It, it's just yeah. burning your eyes. Speaking of which, uh, I thought there's a rumor we have to dispel about. Oh, we alcohol. do have to dispel that rumor um, that I had not heard anything about until you tagged me in a post saying. And, and neither had neither had the folks at Oakshade Raceway. Okay. It it kind of came as a surprise to them that they were considering not allowing cars to run alcohol. Do you they, hear about that? They, they, they no. were okay. they were shocked. So it's not a thing. Well, I'm going to keep going until go. they tell me otherwise. So so it's not a thing. Uh, unless they change their mind and make it a yeah. thing. But at this point, it's not a thing at all. And okay. usually things become things at the awards banquet in December. Right. If there are going to be any things. But usually if there are things, those things <laughs> will be discussed uh, at a driver's time, meeting. Yeah. Uh, right. What do you think about... She does about, take a lot of input yeah, from all yeah, the drivers. What, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And that might have been where this rumor started, where she was asking questions about something and maybe somebody took it the wrong way, and I don't know. Uh, I'm speculating now. <laughs> Purely speculating. Anyway, I, I went straight to the source, and they said that <laughs> we've never heard that one. So, there you go. So... They're not going to ban alcohol. They're, well, as of right now, there's no ban on alcohol. Depends on what else. Well, well, unless you're talking, unless you're talking about that sign, that <laughs> yeah. sign at the sign-in that says oh, no alcohol yeah. in the pits. But yeah, that's not in the motors. That's in the drivers. Right. Maybe that's where the rumor came from. That I'll could bet. Be. That could be it. Yeah, it could be. This makes sense now. <laughs> uh, how about we uh, check out the weekend weather pit stop? Cool. Ryan. Ryan was off today. 
So I emailed him the, the, the list and he emails me, oh yeah, I'm out of the office. I suck. I'm like, son of a gun. So anyways, uh, it's going to be, there's only really one thing going on this weekend around here and that's at uh, Oakshade on Saturday night. And the details uh, for Saturday are mostly cloudy and cool. Okay. 64 for a high, probably going to get down to 40. I think it's supposed to rain like late overnight, but that should it's be very like 20, 20 yeah. 30%. So yeah. now we're going racing this weekend. No, nothing going at Sandusky this weekend? No. You want to talk about upcoming? Well, let's play how many first, then we'll get to uh, what's coming up this weekend. Oh, okay. Last week we did how many uh, bombers were going to be at the Bomber Spectacular on Correct. Saturday. And the uh, actual number was 48. 48. Did you pick? 54? He picked 54. You was 53 then. I picked 53. Yeah. So I was close. So you did pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> Des, uh, Des from Australia was here. He picked 64. Kathy picked uh, 61. And Rob uh, Price, who was here with Ryder Price, uh, he picked 72 as car number. What, what did what did Ryder Price Ryder, pick? Ryder picked 59. So he was did closer than, uh, than his dad. Okay. So, so this week, since there's not much going on to pick from uh, things, I... Uh, Picked uh, how about how many topless late models uh, will be at Oakshade? You know so that's I'll, I'll let t- you go that, first, that's, Scott. That's a toughie. It really is. Um, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with twenty, just because there's not because you've been overshooting recently. Yeah. Know? Okay. Keep within the the. Realm yeah, of I, I'm here. thinking twenty. There's a few guys that really don't like topless racing, so they won't be there. But it's the only game in town, and there's guys that aren't ready to put their toys away yet. So they don't yeah, want to waste their time 20. taking the top off. You going topless this weekend? Yes. Okay. The car. Yes. Not I, me. Good. Good. Not yes. me. <laughs> Bombers and sportsmen are. Uh, it's optional to go topless for for them. And the compacts weekend. have to have their roofs. Compact is not an option. Yeah. The roofs I don't think come off as easy anyway, so it works out. <laughs> how many uh, how many late models do you think we're going to get at Oakshade? Ah, uh, topless. Yeah. Well, they all have to be topless. So yeah. any late model there won't have a roof. Jump right in, Ricky. Ah. Uh, Average car count I think has been like twenty six. Like you said, though, there's others that's. There's two They're factors. There, there's guys that just don't want to put their toys away and and could show up. 22. And, I'm going to say 22. All right. 22 is good. You guys want to get on this? 14. 14? 14? Oh, oh, Mrs. Oh. Oh. Wow. What do you think, Paul? 18. Paul Miller said 18. All right. And that, that's the Paul Miller, by the way, folks, that... I'm going with 21 before we get... Paul and, Miller was the uh, Paul, life flight guy. Paul, Paul Miller's uh, death has been greatly... His death? Yeah. He did not die at Oakshade. No, he did not die at Oakshade. The helicopter yeah. did not land, but uh, he did make it to the helicopter eventually. Right, right. So. Well, and, and I got calls the next day asking who it was that passed away at the racetrack, so... <laughs> yeah, I've been asked that also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway... It he, was the alcohol. Paul, Paul's demise was greatly exaggerated. <laughs> yes. When are, when are we going to see him back glad, in the car? And we're glad to have him with us. Next year. All right. Paul will be back. In a compact? Okay. Oh, you won't be driving Ricky's car? No. Oh, I didn't think of that. It will be tore apart. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Upcoming uh, race action this weekend. Uh, pretty much uh, just Oak Shades running the topless UMP. Late models. 
uh, Sportsman Bombers and Compacts. Gates open at four, racing at seven. Tickets are 12 bucks for that uh, Saturday night. And then uh, looking ahead to the following weekend, still going to be a few more shows coming here and there around our area. Uh, but the following weekend, the weekend of October 6th and 7th, uh, Waynesfield Raceway Park will have their uh, Family Fun Fall Spectacular. That's Saturday, October 6th, featuring the NRA Sprint Invaders. It's going to be a 2,500-to-win show. Uh, Non-wing 410 Sprints, Modifieds, also in action. That'll be a little earlier than their normal times. It's going to be gates opening at 3, racing at 6, and general admission tickets will be 15 bucks. That's Saturday, October 6th. And uh, then uh, Sandusky Speedway's got that big uh, weekend. Their that, that same weekend, yeah, the Budweiser Cavalcade. Uh, that's Saturday, October 6th, and Sunday, October 7th. They're going to have CRS trucks, the Fremont Dirt Trucks. I saw Corey had a, Corey McCoy. Got a whole bunch of asphalt tires, he's, he's, slicks. And, and Are that's, they slicks? The, yeah, that's okay. the only rule that is different from the normal from Fremont, Fremont Speedway okay. trucks they gotta run uh, is the that they have to run uh, a pavement tire. They can't run their dirt tires. How are they going to do the setup for that? How would you do this? I don't even. I can't even imagine. That'll be interesting, though. I don't know. Corey's, they haven't done this before, have they? No, the no. Tires? This is something, actually, that Corey McCoy uh, grabbed the bull by the horns, got a hold of the promoter there, and said, if I bring some trucks, uh, can we do this? And uh, they Any said, idea how, they many, said, yeah. uh, how many he's got? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking they'll have 12 or 15. Okay. That'll still I, be interesting. I, I know Corey has, has a boatload of tires that he has procured from a lot of pavement racers, and... Uh, Guys are free it, it to. Looks like he's doing a lot of work on that. He really is, and is he, he giving those tires away, or is he you know, I think he is. That's what I, I thought. That's what it looked like. Was, d- don't hold me to yeah. it, but uh, I know they're very, very reasonable, and he's trying to get all the Fremont trucks he can to go there. Probably wants to get enough so that uh, they can do it again next year. Yeah. Um, so, in addition to uh, all those trucks, crate sprints, modified street stock, uh, mini trucks, renegades, pure stocks. It'll be a complete show for the Mini Trucks and Renegades only on Saturday. It's just the uh, heat events, I believe, for the other classes on Saturday. And then features for everybody on Sunday. Uh, Gates open at 2, racing at 7, I believe, on both days. I I might have to double-check that. Sunday seems like usually they run earlier. But I'll double-check that. Uh, I've got a question for you, Scott. When's the Oakshade swap made? October. October what? One of those days in October. October's a big <laughs> month, buddy. Yeah, I didn't notice that on there neither. I didn't see it. Oh, I, uh, uh, Chrissy's listening. So uh, when's the swap meet, Chrissy, at Oakshade? And uh, apparently, and I didn't know this, but I did see a picture this afternoon, and I was like, what the hell is that? Uh, they're having some uh, outhouse races Saturday. Where? Oakshade. Outhouse. Outhouse race, yeah. I saw Saturday there, there was an outhouse on the track I saw a picture of today on Facebook. Well, that's kind of crappy. It, 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 it was, <laughs> I see what you did there. I see where you went. Uh, October 20th is the uh, swap okay. meet. Thanks, and, uh, and I'd been asked this week, so I hope whoever it was that asked me is listening. What are these outhouse races? Why are we doing it? Are they full? I wonder if they're full, because oh. then that'd be exciting. <laughs> if I wasn't racing, to watch it, though. Yeah, if if they are full outhouses, Chrissy, make them after the late model feature. <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. It might cause uh, some issues with the track. Be a little slippery. <laughs> and then you could be like, man, I slipped in that, sh-, you know, and 
and you wouldn't be lying. Oh, man. Scott, this show is going nowhere. I I think we've used up our allotted time, brother. That's going to do it for this week. Uh, Again, uh, don't forget to support Ron Miller Race Cars uh, for all your racing needs. And uh, during the off-season here, if you you have some a lot of work that you need done for next season, get it to them uh, what, early November December or yep. earlier. T- take a couple of weeks off and uh, take a couple of weeks. Bring, off. bring your bring your stuff and let's let's get the the major car problems done early. Uh, because then you get busy again right right after the beginning of the year and and scott winter is kind of funny because there are a lot of racers that like getting their stuff done and not having to think about it so they take a week off lick their wounds and uh, we start seeing cars uh, middle of october early november uh then i'm gonna have to make an appointment then then it's kind of quiet until right after the holidays and then people get their stuff done and then then there's the biggie the Daytona 500. They see the Daytona 500 on TV. They go into panic mode. Oh my God, we're racing in a month. Yeah. I mean, then yeah. then you, then the line starts forming at Ron it's, Miller Race yep, Cars. It's it's panic time. Chrissy says no, so I'm thinking that uh, they're not going to be full of. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. So there won't be any actual crap on the track. <laughs> Will there be people in these outhouses? How else are they going to go? Well, I don't know. Uh, well, that's true. How how are they going to go? I, this is this is so much. How could this come up at the last? How could you do this? I have so I, many questions. The, the announcer doesn't even know. No, I'm 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 confused, and yet bam, morbidly. surprise. Yeah, <laughs> I'm curious. Days dazzled and amused. I'll yeah. volunteer to flag that race. Yeah, we've oh, seen you flag. A, yeah. No, we're not going there. Hey, now. So next week, uh, we'll be back in action uh, live on Facebook, 7 o'clock on Thursday. And I believe uh, we're going to have Dwayne Hancock again uh, talking about uh, his experience with uh, his cars at the Grocery Getter Classic at Bearfield Motorsports Park. And hopefully, uh, we'll have the results by then, too. And, and I think there's a out. possibility we'll talk with the promoter down there, too, right? Uh, we probably could. Yeah. We can talk to him again. See, see if we what, can get him on the phone and have see, him on next week. See show. what uh, his thoughts were. Yeah. I, from uh, I see he did a couple of Facebook live videos and he seemed uh, pumped he, about yeah, it. Yeah, he was like it was the biggest thing. Everybody's talking about this around the country. Well, they should be. Yeah, I mean it was a interesting and unique uh, event. So uh, and, and, and he's going to do it again next and, year, and it'll be bigger, probably. Well, now that uh, you got one under your belt, then people kind of know what it is and they're like, sure. hey, I want to be part of that. This is real. So, uh, Chris is going to post a video soon, so. Uh, We'll, we'll probably share that on our Facebook page, too. Very Facebook. good. Facebook.com slash Hammerdown Race Report. Go to HammerdownRacingReport.com, and uh, you can get links to our iHeartRadio, uh, Facebook, T-shirts, pretty much anything. I try to update it. I'm pretty bad at updating that. Also, uh, don't forget to uh, click on that link I shared on our Facebook page to vote for your favorite uh, podcast in Toledo, which hopefully is the Hammerdown Racing Report. Well, Even we if know, it's not... Just go ahead and Lie. put that in anyways. Uh, the link is on our Facebook page. And, oh, there was one other thing I wanted to ask you guys. Do you guys turn the heat on in your house before the end of racing season? Because that's like a thing. Like, if it's not, if racing season's not over, I refuse to turn the heat on in my house. I've had Australians in the house that are used to massive temperatures. So, yep, yeah. heat's, heat's been on. Yeah, well, he was cold when it was like 90, wasn't he? I like 90. Yeah. <laughs> do you turn your heat on no, before? Okay. No. All right. I, I still got the air conditioner in my window. It, it hasn't left since I put it in there probably three years ago, four years ago. 
I mean, it's I, not continuously on, is no, it? No, no. Okay. <laughs> but I don't have no heater vents in my bedroom. So, oh. yeah. I mean, okay. Only time I, uh, it's probably around mm-hmm. December, I would think, is when we kind of turn it on a little bit. Well, now, have you thought about this? Just take that air conditioner and turn it around. Oh, it'll because- blow the hot air. I gotcha. <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's a good idea. It, yeah. It's just a heat pump. Yeah. It, it takes the air from the outside, takes the cold out of it, and blows the hot air inside. No, I, I'm not a heat person. I can't handle the heat. Yeah, but, you know, when we get down 10 below, just turn your air conditioner around. You'll be good to go, Rick. <laughs> I got a little heater. I just oh, turned Scott, it on, on, just a on, the, bit. on this note, yeah. it's time to go, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll share that video of the outhouse race thing because I'm, I'm really intrigued by this. Yeah, I want to <laughs> check it out. I'll, I'll show you the picture. So I'll, I'll have to find the picture. We'll put that up at least. So. Only one track racing this weekend in the area. No excuse for your folks. Not to be out at Oakshade. And it's uh, last night for Oakshade. So Attica's already closed up for the year. Fremont's closed up for the year. Waynesfield, not yet. They got one more race next week, but they're off this weekend. Topless late models, sportsmen, bombers, compacts, full show. And outhouses. And outhouses. There you go. Whoa, I almost almost, uh, did the the, uh, record report. Oh. Still waiting for a new one of those. So we'll we'll get one soon. Okay. Now now we're officially done. (laughs) Goodbye, folks. Thanks, Rick Rye, for uh, coming in. Appreciate it. Say goodbye, Ricky. Goodbye. Bring a friend with you this weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.